podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks. This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again. We have got a lot to speak about and I think real positive stuff. Um, firstly, I do have to say I now have deep uh, sympathy and understanding for international fans and what they have to go through to watch Chelsea games um, because I didn't even stay up for the Chelsea game uh, against Liverpool which was a 4.30 kickoff UK time which meant in Australia here in Sydney. That was about 1.30 in the morning. Uh, so I didn't even survive to, to go through that. So um, credit to, to fans who stay out and, and, you know, wake up at silly times and are probably exhausted the next day. But um, it's it's real positive. And on both fronts, really, firstly, what we saw against Liverpool at Stamford Bridge on Sunday afternoon. And then also Moises Casado, the news we'd all been waiting for, Chelsea reaching an agreement with Brighton, 150 million to sign Moises Casado. Uh, so we'll get to both things. So again, apologies for silly UK time in terms of when I upload this, which will be middle of the UK night, early morning here, or, or sorry, midday-ish here in, in Australia. Time zone is just mental. Hopefully, you know, next week I'm, I'm heading back to the UK. And to be fair, there was a bit of me that was missing Stamford Bridge even before the game um, just seeing everyone seeing people I know go to the bridge it's um, I'm, I'm happy, excited to be back at Stamford Bridge uh, next week probably for the Luton game I think it is but let's start with Liverpool um, I am I, I was really really happy with the performance because it followed on from pre-season you know I think a lot of people can sort of dismiss pre-season and go it doesn't really matter Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you can have a you know a good preseason, and some teams maybe go into competitive stuff and you know get exposed. But what I liked was it was I, I spoke about the consistency in performance throughout preseason, and I think that very much followed into a game against a high level opponent. I think the most intriguing thing was you know giving a start to Axel Dzassi, which paid off given his equaliser, uh, but also the move to a back three because we hadn't done that throughout preseason. Pochettino had been very sort of steadfast on the 4-2-3-1 on 4-3-3. Um, but it shows his flexibility as head coach. And I, you know, I think to say it fully worked um, is probably a little bit too much because there were times when Chelsea were exposed. They were taking a few more risks. But again, I think there is that balance to be had and it is the opening game of the season. And obviously you balance that out with the injuries that Chelsea have, not only in attack with someone like Christopher Nkunku, but Trevor Chalabar out injured, uh, Wesley Fofana, Benoit, Badia Shield. You know, players who you feel like could have or will take an in integral part in Chelsea's team. Um, I feel like both halves were quite similar in the sense that Liverpool started off quite strong, but then Chelsea came back into it. I feel like I still feel like Chelsea's best period in the game was before half time. 
um, even though there were some good moments in the second half. And I just want to talk about you know certain performances. I think let's start with the negative. I think the opening Diaz goal was a brilliant pass by Salah and a great finish by Diaz. But I wasn't too happy with the marking on the right side um, and the ease to which Liverpool got through. And to be fair, that happened a few occasions. Chelsea's, and um, um, this is getting to Casado, obviously, um, as I was concerned about the gaps, you know, and, and the, the the lack of balance in midfield and, and having someone who can very much cover space when you are moving players forward and you are relying on Ben Chilwell and Reese James to get up there and assist and, and help with the attacks. But then when you're against the team as dangerous as Liverpool with players like Mohamed Salah and Luis Diaz, you know, you, you do leave yourself exposed. And I, and I felt that that back three at times was exposed in that first half. And I felt that um, just the covering on the right side, especially from Reese James, I don't think was, was amazing um, how free um, Diaz was to get the run there. And then also the ease to which Liverpool broke out of a, uh, well, sort of a half-hearted, it felt like Chelsea press. It wasn't that intense and were able to get up the pitch very, very quickly. So negative, we go 1-0 down, almost 2-0, but it was offside. And I think I credit the defensive line there for for Salah, that it was a good defensive line, even though it was a close offside. Um, Let's get to the positives in terms of performance. Firstly, I think, you know, Ben Chirwell, um, if he scores that goal, I mean, just the, the... being told how, and you could see it on on the highlights, and you could see it on you know the way the, the fans were celebrating that second goal. It was a shame that it was ruled out, rightly for offside. Uh, um, how how crazy Stamford Bridge went there, and also for the, the Zassi goal. I mean, I thought that just how direct Chelsea are, how alive they are, and and I felt that from a mentality point of view, you know, you contrast this game to so many last season, Chelsea going one nil down. Um, I felt felt so many times like last season was a killer blow. You know, even if Chelsea had gained some momentum in the game, the fact that they came roaring back was a really, really good sign. Um, and uh, really strong. And Dezassi, you know, looks like a, a physical presence. You know, he looks like someone that is going to cause problems in, in set pieces. Um, really good anticipation from him. Great finish. Great to see how passionate he was and happy to score that goal. And, and for his teammates as well. But I thought Ben Chirwell, again... Just the runs he makes, those runs are just devastating. And I think it's just so, so hard, especially when he's playing as a wing back as opposed to a left back, but you can do it as a left back as well. It's just very, very hard to mark those runs because he just loves popping up in areas where you wouldn't probably expect a left wing back or a left back to to be. I mean, it, there is a bit of a Marcus Alonso about it, but I think Chirwell is just so explosive. He's so dynamic and he's so relentless with the way he's able to get up and down the pitch as an athlete. He, he's just perfect for for what um, Pochettino wants to do. And I also thought on the other side, of course, Reese James, I felt the way he linked up with Nicholas Jackson and particularly Raheem Sterling, some of the crosses he was able to put in. Um, Reese with the captain's armband looking brilliant. Um, and I do want to give credit to, to Raheem Sterling because so many people were, you know, saying we should sell him uh, throughout preseason because he didn't have admittedly a good preseason compared to others. He was probably one of the, the losers of preseason if you were to tally up the performances. But I did say way back before preseason, I, I thought that the experience of Raheem Sterling would be something that Mauricio Pochettino would rely upon. And I think this game proved it. And I felt that his performance justified his selection. It really did. Um, his passing, some of the passes through to Enzo Fernandez earlier in the game, his link up with Reese James. Um, I thought Raheem Sterling, and also in the second half, um, a chance that also was linking up with Enzo Fernandez and, and went to Ben Chirwell that I think Allison saved. 
all of that combined, I think Raheem Sterling showing on the right side, actually, that, you know, there is still a lot of quality there to be had and, you know, could have forced an own goal from Trent in the first half. So very impressed by Raheem Sterling. I think the man of the match is obviously, uh, from a Chelsea perspective, is Enzo Fernandez. I think this is twofold for me. Number one. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks. This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. It's it's what the player offers and as an eight or, or as a more advanced midfielder with that eight on the back of his shirt this season, how he could very much impact the game. You know, the way he thread the pass through to Ben Chirwell, just his, his ability to dictate the play, his ability to, to wriggle out of tight areas, his control, that ball seemed, seems to stick on his boot. And we saw glimpses of it last uh, season, we really did, but... Um, it just it brings it back to the, the point that you know no one really cares about the fee if the player is brilliant and it looks like Chelsea have, have done well to invest on one of the best midfielders probably in European football over the next five, six years um, and hopefully longer for Chelsea. And um, again, it just gets you very excited for what that partnership in central midfield could look like um, with him having the license to roam up a little bit more. And I do want to give some credit to Conor Gallagher because although in the first half Chelsea were exposed, I think Gallagher got better as the game went on. And I think Gallagher deserves credit again for, for going in to maybe his not favoured position. I don't like him deeper, but given the circumstances, given waiting for the, the guy who's going to play there to, to come in, um, I thought, you know, Gallagher, so willing, so determined to make some key interceptions in the second half. All round, I think Pochettino should rightly, and I think Chelsea fans should be rightly happy with this performance and for what is to come. Um, Nicholas Jackson, I just want to mention him as well, um, should have at least got the shot on target before half-time, that ball in from Rhys James. But we saw it in the second half, his direct running is going to be a real threat on transition, especially when you're playing against teams who want to attack you. But um, I just thought in terms of a centre-forward linking up, creating a focal point, creating an aggressive um, focal point for Chelsea's attack. I mean, it's something that we so desperately lack and Again, moving on from a good preseason, really, really good and encouraging for Nicholas Jackson. And I'm pretty sure with the way he was playing on Sunday at Stamford Bridge, I think that goal will come very quickly because um, he just seems very involved in the game. He just seems very influential, effective is the word I'd used about Nicholas Jackson throughout preseason. And I think it's very relevant for this game as well. The other piece of big news, obviously, uh, you can't you know um, forget about it is the Moises Casado news and it very much you know ties in with, with the Liverpool game and the, the optimism and enthusiasm of you know the, the negatives and concerns about that game in terms of transition but also for the benefit that Casado hopefully is going to have on this Chelsea team. Um, David Ornstein reporting this uh, that Chelsea have, have reached an agreement £115 million. Casado has a medical booked for Monday that's UK time so probably by the time you're watching this if you're in the UK it will be happening uh, with Chelsea. The deal is expected to be completed on the same day with the player set to sign an eight-year contract with the option of a further season. We have been through a lot of my feelings about this and, and feelings about the player. Um, it is a stupid amount of money. And there is um, a way to look back at this as a, a way for, once again, the new ownership 
to think about their transfer strategy because um, for the second summer running, Chelsea have paid a lot more than probably is worth for one of Brighton's key players. Hopefully this one is a lot more successful. But at the same time, I think with the way this deal has played out, if, if we're going to be more objective and less just excited about a player coming in, I think a lot of people have brought this up. You need to be getting a director of football in there. The, the current sporting directors fumbled this because all of the reporting suggests that on the 11th hour, it was Bade Alec Bali and Todd Bowley who came in a bit like last summer and that is not the situation they want to be in because everything we know suggests they want to get expertise in. And it's it's quite damning on, say, someone like Paul Wynn Stanley. Um, I think it's always difficult because, you know, it, unless, you know, when we judge players, we're seeing performances right in front of our eyes. Um, but even then, we're not seeing them at training. I guess the problem is with a sporting director sometimes, you know, we're not in those rooms. I don't know him personally. I don't know, you know, it's it, it sometimes can be harsh to really go at a sporting director. But just the perception I have of the information we have on this deal, um, and given the previous relationship Paul Wynn Stanley has, you know, you, you see the way we've dealt with Monaco, right? And you'd assume that someone like Lawrence Stewart with his previous connections at Monaco mean that deals for Dezassi, deals with Ben Marbadia Shield could go through quite smoothly. That hasn't been the case with Moises Casado. I'm not saying it's an easy deal, but the fact that Chelsea have ended up having to pay uh, 25 million more or whatever it is, you know, to, to get this player over the line, given how quickly it looked like it could have gone in the other direction to Liverpool, is not a good look. And... Um, you know, Chelsea, I, I keep on saying this, I think Chelsea in the market, we have to start looking like we're adding value. And listen, if he turns out to be Enzo Fernandez in the sense of it becomes very clear, and I think it will, because this is a key player that needed to get done. But I think there, are, there is a reason to kind of step back and go, once again, are our processes that good? Are they, you know, in negotiations, are we doing the right things? Why is it that Chelsea keep on having to spend this exorbitant amount of money? And it needs to stop, right? Because you you don't want to be in a situation every single year, and especially with FFP, where you know you're coming under scrutiny there. Obviously, even now, um, but then also, I don't think it says a lot about your squad building if every summer you're having to spend loads and loads as, as Chelsea have. It doesn't show the sign of a, of a valuable squad. It doesn't show the sign of, of you making correct decisions in the transfer market. But as the player, I think it's it's amazing. I think it's um, I think it's just one of those deals that makes so much sense, ticks so many boxes. I think uh, will bring a profile to this squad that we haven't had since the Manumatic. And as I said the other day, the Manumatic and Moises Casado are not the same player. But just in the sense of the way Matic came in. I'll never forget his performance against Man City. How the level of our performance went up. How the the aggressiveness we had in central midfield, it just felt like things clicked into place. And that's what a midfield should be, you know, the, the balance that it gives you. And I think when you, t like, couple the optimism we've had throughout preseason, the optimism you should have going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Liverpool, showing our ability not just to sit back and defend, but actually attack them. And then think if you get the profile player, which is Moises Casado within that system as well, I think it's very exciting and I think there's a lot to be optimistic about this season to watch a Chelsea team that we're going to be happy with. We're going to enjoy watching. That's the one thing I've heard from several people is they're excited about the next game. Every game last season, it was like dreading the next game where even if we did win earlier in the season, I mean, it was by the skin of our teeth. I mean, it was luck. I think Chelsea should have won that game probably on the balance of play, but it's it's a really, really strong start. 
and um, we'll see how we'll see how it goes in terms of the rest of the transfers. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you for watching, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited now. I'm ready to get back to the bridge and watch uh, Poch Chelsea ball live in action. I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.